way. Have your way. Have your way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory. Glory.
begin to bleed the blood of the Lamb. Let's apply the blood. Let's sprinkle the blood of Jesus. The Bible says there is a blood that speaks better than the blood of Peter. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Bleed the blood over your life, your family, your children. Everything that pertains to you. Let's soak this environment with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Oh, let's apply the blood. Let's apply the blood. The blood. The blood. We plead the blood, 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 we plead the blood. Bring us to the Magabra Handalegushi. Eating us to the Magabra Handalegushi. The blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. We worship, we celebrate you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worship. Our Father and our God, we thank you. The Bible says that you are God and God alone. No one else is like you and no one else will be like you. The Bible says with you, we can mount over a troop. Lord, today, all we want is that you will fight for your children. Amen. Lord, you will take over their battles. Amen. You will give them rest. Amen. And you will give them permanent victory. Amen. Already we know that the battle is already won because Jesus has paid the price. So we celebrate the victory. We celebrate the victory in the name of Jesus. The victory on the cross and the blood that was shed on our behalf. Thank you in advance. We bless your name. Please, Holy Spirit, have your way. Help me today in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Clap for Jesus and have your seat. Amen. Let's appreciate his Levites. Getting better every day, every weekend, every Sunday. Hallelujah. Praise God. Alright. Spiritual Warfare Part 1. That's the title of my message. I want you to be very attentive. If possible, take note. If you can't take note, you could go back to the YouTube for the message after today. I'm very sure, I'm persuaded that this message is going to bless your life. Amen. Spiritual warfare, part one. Next week, I'll be doing part two, and I'm going to focus on family. Overcoming attacks in Christian homes. Overcoming attacks in marriage in Christian homes. That's part two. Spiritual warfare, part one. All right, open your Bible. Let's read together Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 12. Paul was writing this book and he was giving them a warning. Paul, as we know, had been through, has gone through 
Before he became Paul, he was Saul. He had been in the world. He understand what was going on in the world. Now, when he became born again, now he understand better and he need to sound a note of warning to the believers and Christians that what is going on out there, you may not see it, but then there are battles, there are forces, there are wicked ones. The evil is real. The devil is real. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. In another translation, it talks about the scheme. It talks about the tactics, the strategy of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness, not in low places, but in high places. I would have loved to read, but we'll still continue to 18. In life, there are seasons. For example, United Kingdom is going through, we're going through our season now. By his grace, we just lost my great aunt, the late queen. And now, a new king had been consecrated, not yet coronated. It's not coronation. What they did is consecration. Consecration means they bring him to church. And how many of you watch that? And King Charles swore by the Bible. So King Charles has been consecrated unto God as the next reigning monarch, king of United Kingdom and the Commonwealth. This is a new season. Another new season is because recently we just had a new prime minister, Liz Trust. Boris, with his tactics and his doggedness, has gone. So we have a new prime minister. It's a new season. And I want to thank God for the life of Pastor Shuaib that raised the prayer that this season will favor us. Amen. Let us pray that this new season will work in our favor. We work in favor of the believers and for the sake of the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. So in life, there are seasons we go through. You remember Luke chapter 4 verse 13, the story of Jesus the Bible says, and he was led into the wilderness by the Spirit to be tempted. After the whole temptation, in Luke 4, verse 13, the Bible says, and the devil departed from Jesus for a season. <laughs> it departed unto him for another time, for a season. In King James Version, it says, for a season. What happened is that he was still coming back to deal with Jesus. But, but Jesus overcame that temptation. The Bible says he departed from Jesus. He left for a season. 
A season of joy when you are happy. It's also a season. A season of adversity. When you are going through your troubles, you are going through your turbulence. It's also a season. We will all go through it, beloved. There is no season that is permanent. I'm not a pastor that will cajole you and tell you everything will be all right. Yeah. But we will all go through our season. Maybe you are just going through your adversity season now, but you are coming out better. Amen. Or maybe you have gone through it and you have come out. Glory be to God. But trust me, we will all go through those seasons. The season of celebration where you come to testify to the glory of God. The season of warfare where you just have to fight. When the enemy are poised and are ready to take your marriage by force, it's a season of warfare. The enemy is fighting tooth and nail against your health. It's a season of warfare. The enemy is challenging your finance. You are doing everything, but yet you have nothing to show for it. It's a season of spiritual warfare. It's a season we all have to go through. Also, there are seasons of sacrifice. Where you just have to just pray. You don't know what to do. All you just want to do is just pray and fast. I've been there for three years. I couldn't do anything. I was just praying and fasting. People thought I was so sick. I went through my season for three years. And after, I came out better. It's a season. It's not permanent. Also, there are seasons of sowing and reaping. Oh, I want to give God the glory for your life. You have been giving your tithe and offering. It's a season. Guess what? The Bible says in the book of Genesis, it's a seed time and harvest time. will never cease. So it means that every seed that you have been given, the harvest is coming. Another season of harvest. Then also, there is a season of rest. Where you just rest. Where God takes over your battle. Where you are not the one fighting. Where things are going on, but you just don't know. The angels are on your behalf. It's another season. Beloved, these are some of the seasons we will go through as believers. But you see, the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 also confirmed. said there is time and season for everything. I want to tell you, beloved, life is... A warfare, not a fun fear. When I became a Christian, my father in the Lord told me and called me. He said, You are so young, I don't want to discourage your faith. After about two, three years, he said, But I need to tell you this there are battles to fight if you have to make it in life. That is, if you don't want to be a Probably an average individual. You have to fight. Oh, thank God. Williams and Harry, they don't need to fight. But for somebody like me, that knows my background, that knows where I'm coming from, where people can penetrate the wall without the door, I know that I need to fight. So life is a warfare, not a fun fear. 
Every believer is going through or has just gone through one spiritual battle. You know what Paul says in the book of First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12? He said we should fight the good fight of faith. Now, in our interpretation that whenever we want to fight, we think fight, fighting is bad. That whenever somebody starts to fight, he's a wicked person and you try to separate. But Paul is saying that there is a good fight to fight as a believer. So there is a fight to fight. There is a battle that we must confront. Principles of warfare. Number one. Don't be ignorant that the devil is not real. Warfare is real. Devil is real. Don't be spiritually comfortable to ignore the enemy. That can lead to spiritual attacks and suffocation. Can you all look up? Who in this world painted the devil as a black object for us in Africa? <laughs> These people sold a lie and deception to us that anything black in Africa is bad. Is the devil black? No. Have you seen the devil before? No. But that was what you told us. With two horns and a long tail. Isn't it? Yes. But is that real? No. Now, did you see where we are missing? Even then, we brought that into the body of Christ. When we are praying, we bring that imagination of somebody that has hurt you, somebody that is against you, you picture that individual as the devil. No. Your wife is not the devil. Your husband is not the devil. Your mother-in-law is not the devil. <laughs> Behind every happenings, there is a forces. There is a force. A man just stood up one day and looked at the beautiful wife and gave the woman a beautiful slap. <laughs> and the woman said, what is this? The woman stood up and retaliated and gave the man a dirty slap of his life. And that was the beginning of the battle. Now, they brought them to the pastor. It's the devil. The man, what is your problem? I don't even know what came over me. Maybe it's the devil. It is not the devil. Don't lie against the devil. There are evil forces attacking that home and that marriage. Unfortunately, many of us are so ignorant, we don't pray. Paul said, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, fight the good fight of faith. There is a good fight to fight. If that marriage is going to survive, it must survive on your knees. If those children are going to survive and they are going to make it in life, they must survive on your knees. If that ministry is going to prosper, you must survive on your knees. That business, you survive, you pray on your knees. There is a good fight to fight. So don't be ignorant. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, the Bible says, we should not be ignorant of the devil. He's looking for whom to do what? To devour. The enemy will not devour you. Amen. Satan will not devour you. Amen. Principle of warfare number two, know your enemy. 
school of disciple students, we know this. Know your enemy. What you don't know, you can't confront. What you don't confront, you can't conquer. Your enemy, like I said, is not your spouse, it's not your mother-in-law, it's not that wicked manager, it's not that aggressive brother in the church. Your enemy is an unseen forces, demons, principalities, evil forces. They are invisible but real. The devil is not black as we are deceived. There is a demon behind every evil happening. There is a demon that causes sickness and infirmity. Remember the story in the book of Matthew. When Jesus, they challenged Jesus that he was going to heal on Sabbath. And Jesus told them, are we not going to lose this daughter of Abraham that the demon has banned for long? There is a demon after sickness and disease. They are there. My sister, people don't hate you. It's your character that is bad. Bro, your wife is not against you. It's because you are too arrogant. The spirit of pride. You know the devil. Pride is what brought him from heaven. My, my wife does not like me. No, she loves you. It's that spirit in you. Pride. Arrogance. The book of John chapter 13, verse 25 to 28 Book of John, chapter 13, verse 25 to 28, talking about the principle. He said, he then laying on Jesus' breast said unto him, listen to this, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, he it is to whom I shall give a sop. When, when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas. Listen, Jesus knew Judas. He had prepared a place for Judas in his heart. He has created a barrier in his heart. But yet Judas was still part of the apostles and disciples. He never mentioned to them that Jesus, Judas was going to betray him until the last hour. So Jesus knew the devil among the twelve. But he did not announce it. But do you know that it can be very dangerous if you don't know your enemy? May you not eat the fruit of your enemy. Amen. My father in the law always pray. He said, you will not eat the food of your enemy. Because when a man is hungry, you can eat anything. When a man is thirsty, when they bring water, you don't ask where that water is from. You drink. But Jesus knew that Judas was his enemy. So he had prepared for him. You know what he said after? He said, whatever you are about to do, do it quick. So please, you need to know your enemy. Your enemy is not those human beings. I'm not your enemy. The forces, the demons, those are the enemies. Number three, principle of warfare. This up, we want to talk about the principle of warfare. Okay? That's number two. Number three. Oh, okay. That's number two. Number three. You can only confront and oppose the enemy with spiritual weapon because they are spiritual forces. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. A man in my country in Africa, West Africa, Nigeria, I had a son. He said they didn't tell him that life is war and battle. He said, But 
they did, because they didn't tell him, he was preparing for physical weapon. He was carrying cutlass and machete. But it now dawned on him that life is a spiritual battle. That those physical weapons are useless. You can only confront and oppose the enemy with a spiritual weapon because they are spiritual forces. Prayer is one of the weapons. Fasting is one of the weapons. Calling the name of God. The blood of Jesus. All these are the weapons you need to apply. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. 2 Corinthians, the Bible says, For the weapons of our warfare are not what? Hannah, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. See, you may not see prayer. It's invisible, but it's powerful. When a man has dedicated himself or accept to fasting, please fear that individual. We may not see those weapons, but they are mighty. When you pray and you fast and you call on the name of God, the blood of Jesus, those are the weapon, the invisible weapon that can challenge and confront the enemy. Number four, we keep fighting until we win. Believers must not give up or lose their faith or be discouraged. Now, four favorite weapons of the devil. First Peter 5, 8, four favorite weapons. Now, one of the weapons of the enemy that the enemy throws against the people of God is delays. Delay. Satan brings delay to abort or kill the arrival of our miracle sometimes. Arrival of prayers and blessings. Daniel chapter 10. When you read Daniel chapter 10 verse 2 to 14, the Bible tells us about Daniel. God told him to pray. The Bible says, the day one that Daniel knelt down to pray, God released the answer. And Daniel went on to fast for 21 days. Until when God opened his eyes that the prayer has been delayed by that prince of Persia, then he began to wage war. And God sent Angel Michael to fight on his behalf. Many of us who have been praying for so long, we have been trusting God for a particular blessings, but then that blessings has been delayed, has been angered by those spiritual and evil force. Today, by the blood of Jesus, we call those blessings into your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Delay. Delay. You remember the story of Abraham? Abraham was barren for years. Delay. Isaac also is stone, also was barren. Delay. I said that was not enough. Jacob, the son of Isaac, also. He had delay. Delay. Number two, deceit. Devil is not black as you have been deceived. Satan is a master of deception and error and liar. He's a liar. The Bible calls him a liar. And a deceiver of brethren. True false teaching. You remember the story in Genesis chapter 2, Adam and Eve. He deceived Eve and said, did God said you should not eat? Deceive. That is one of his weapons. He deceived us. And sometimes we even believe when people preach heresy and false doctrine, it is Satan that is behind them. Listen, there is a spirit behind some message until when God opens your eyes to see then you will know that it is not that man of God that is talking. It is a spirit of deception that is speaking through that man of God. 
So that's why I always tell people, be careful when you go about under ministries. It's good. I have nothing against that, but please pray. If you are going to be under any man of God, pray that God will open your eyes. A man of God, years back, I had the story. Miracles were happening. We just finished a crusade and uh, people were, you know, healed and everything. And the host was watching and said, this is powerful. Let me pay this man of God a visit. When the host entered the hotel, he saw almost six women surrounding this man of God. Then he said, he made up his mind. He said, even the devil can function in the miraculous. Even the devil can perform miracles through men. We need to be careful, sir. Not every word that comes from the altar. That's why the Bible says, search, search, pray. Pray, deceit, false doctrine. Number three, disappointment, weapon of Satan. Satan attacks our mind and brings the spirit of uh, disappointment, anxiety, worry. He wants Christians to give up at the edge of their success. Anytime you are disappointed, anytime you feel bad, you feel low, it's a spirit attacking your mind. Please do something and pray. If you don't do something quickly, disappointment can lead to a suicidal thought. And for a long time, if you don't take care of that suicidal thought, you may eventually lead to another thing. God forbid. You remember the story in 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 4, the story of the prophet who had just killed prophet of Baal. And then 1 Kings 19 and 4, the Bible says, And Elijah went under a juniper tree and told God, God, I am the only one here, the prophet. Take my life. I want to die. A man that just killed 450 prophets of Baal. Now, don't blame Elijah. It could happen to anybody. It's an arrow. We call it arrow. Arrows of discouragement. It comes, strike, and suddenly, you just lost touch of everything. And you feel the whole world is going to crumble. It's as if God had never done anything for you before. You begin to see life in a hard perspective. You see things difficult. You turn here, God, the devil will show you a different picture. You turn here, you cannot find it. I say, ah, yes, yes, I would rather take my life. Please, bro, don't take your life. Don't end it. Don't end it. Number four, distraction. Weapon of Satan. Satan will attack your vision. Satan will attack your dreams. You remember the story of Joseph. I told you that the people around you are not the devil. How, how do you imagine that the brethren of Joseph will be the one against his visions and dreams in life? But the devil used them against Joseph. So the devil can use anybody if you open your heart to the devil. If you open your heart to the devil. So Satan brings distraction to break our focus. When you read Proverbs 4.27, Satan likes to waste your time and energy on unproductive relationship and interest. Things of no value. 
The devil will divide your focus there and telling you, keep trying, keep trying. Things that will not spiritually help you in life, Satan will begin to change your focus to that object or subject. Distraction. And before you know it, time is going. Time is going. How to overcome the spiritual battles. Now, I want us to read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 18. Before we pray, I will read Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. Now follow me. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wives of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We are for... We are for immediately, Paul said, now I've defined this, this demons and this battle for you now. What you need to do now is this. We are for, take unto you the whole armor of God that he may be able to withstand in the evil day. There is always an evil day. A day you want to weep and water is not coming out of your eyes. A day you want to say a word, but your mouth is closed and you cannot open your mouth. A day where you are alone in the corner of your bedroom and you are just gnashing your teeth, you are weeping, you are crying, and there's nobody to console you. Evil day. Evil day. Verse 14. It says, stand therefore. Having your loins girt about with fruit, having on the breastplate of righteousness, these are the, the weapon, and your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all what perseverance and uh, supplication of for all saints. All these are the weapons you need against that spiritual battle. Prayer, the word, the armor of God. Number one, you must be strong in the power of the Holy Spirit. Always depend on the Holy Spirit to give you strength to fight. It is a spiritual battle. Romans 8.26 is a spiritual battle. It's not physical. The battle we are talking about is not physical. The Bible says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit in capital S, himself makes intercession for us. If you don't submit to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit cannot intercede through you. Many of us, we are too spiritual than the Holy Spirit. We want to control the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you some odd things to do. If the Holy Spirit is telling you something odd and awkward, do it. Because it's a spirit. We are being confronted with spiritual beings, not physical people. It is the Holy Spirit. You can only fight this battle by the help of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, by the arm of flesh shall no man prevail. You can't. You can't win. You can only win by the help of the Holy Spirit. Number two, 
constantly be vigilant and be battle ready. Oh, the Bible says, the son says, Christians, don't throw out your house. Hear what your enemy is saying. Be watchful and be prayerful. Many of us are not prayerful. Talk less of being watchful. The spirit of comfort has entered into the church. The spirit of mammon and prosperity has taken over. People are now worshipping money. People are take joy and pleasure in preaching comfort rather than the love and the cross of Jesus. We have issues in the body of Christ. We have left the place of prayer to the place of discussion. We have left the place of praise and worship to the place of concert in the body of Christ. In fact, we have allowed comedians to take over the pulpit of God. When the, the Bible says the fire of the almighty God must not go down on the pulpit. We allow comedian on the holy pulpit of God. And yet, we say we want miracles. We must be constantly vigilant and battle ready. Prayer, fasting, be strategic. First Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant. Be sober means you open your eyes, you close your eyes when you are sleeping. You are beside your wife, she's tapping you. I'm sober and vigilant. Dear, leave me. <laughs> this is not the time. You open your eyes, you close your eyes. Say, why? Say, I'm sober and vigilant. So that the devil will not divorce. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Luke 22, verse 31 to 32. Let me tell you this story. I read the book of Muhammad Ali. They were asking him in his book. How were you able to win? And, uh, you know, George Foreman was the heavyweight champion before Muhammad Ali took over that belt from him. Watch this. You know, Ali, Ali talks a lot. He talks. Fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I hit him, I hit him. So, in that book, the guys was writing the story. They said, we asked him during the TV, how are you? He said, he said very simple. He said, I took all the fights of George Foreman home before our battle. He said, for three years, he studied George Foreman. He said, he noticed that George Foreman cannot last beyond six rounds. He said, how do you know? He said, look at all the people that he fought. He knocked them down by round three, round four, round five. So he said, if you can take him beyond six and seven, he'll be tired. He said he has watched everything. And lo and behold, do you know what happened? They said when Ali got into the ring, instead of fighting, he was protecting his eyes. And George Foreman was wasting his punches. First round, second round, third round, fourth round. And this, the, the, the coach was telling him, what the hell are you doing? He said, don't worry, coach, I know what I'm doing. Round four, he was still guarding his. He said, Come on, he was, he was reserving his strength. Round five, George Foreman, as him, he was punching. Round six, George Foreman was tired. By seven, Ali came out and he began to punch. By round eight, he was down. Unfortunately, we Christians, we are not strategic. We don't study our enemy. All we do is to pray. 
Have you tried to pray, walk in that your area? Do you even know the demons surrounding your area? In every cities and streets, there are demons strategically located. You want to prosper? Pray over that where you are staying. Very strategic. Number three, fighting by faith. We are fighting for victory because our enemy is already defeated at the cross. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. Finally, before we pray. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. The Bible says in Second Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 5. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down the strongholds. Verse 5. Casting down arguments. So, the only way to cast out arguments is not by arguing with our spouses. We cast them out. The spirit of argument, I cast you out. The spirit of disagreement, I cast you out. The spirit that wants to come in between me and my wife, I cast you Listen, it might look so, 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 so cheap and so easy as I'm preaching it, but I won't tell you, things are happening. Things are happening. A marriage of 30, 25 years, suddenly the man will wake up one day and say, I don't love you anymore. Where? You married her as a lady, as a virgin. Now you have turned her into a grandma. You want it for where? No, you are staying together. You will die together. Where are you going? Why did you marry her in the first place? If you know she's no more beautiful, why did you marry her? Number four, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, is another weapon. Memorizing and applying appropriate scripture to apply during the period of battle. The word of God is key. Hebrews 4.12. The Bible tells us about the word of God that is sharper than two-edged sword, piercing the marrow and bones and John that the word of God is powerful. The word of God is not a letter. It's not a news. It's not a magazine that you read. It is the spirit. John 6.63. Jesus said the word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. When we study the word of God, we are studying God. And let me just tell you this. Please, pick seven scriptures on health. Write it down. Pick another seven on prosperity. Write it down. Pick another seven on protection. Write it down. Pick another seven on promotion. Write it down. Pick another seven on families and children. Write it down. You got five, isn't it? You are good to go. Memorize those seven. Sir, I'm a pastor. I won't ask you to memorize Genesis to Revelation. Even me as a pastor, I don't know Genesis to Revelation. I only pick the ones that are relevant to my life at a particular time. Are you listening? But it's good that you have the knowledge of the word of God and understand the scripture. Be able to quote. Listen, don't don't let the devil ambush you then you don't know what to say. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The enemy will come, and the man of the house will be shaking. Um, 
the Lord is my shepherd. And you will forget. The enemy is at the door. Somebody is knocking. The Lord is my shepherd. And he cannot even quote. He cannot even read. A man of the house. And we call you the head. After you, they say you are the breadwinner. We know you are the breadwinner. But be a spiritual leader. Take your place and your position. Man, this is the time to study. This is the time to learn the word. And to memorize the word. For your family and yourself. The enemy is at the door. The sword of the spirit. Number five. Prayers. 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 Prayer is one of the weapons. The last weapon. Praying always. Speaking in tongues often. Opposing the devil. One in the place of prayer and intercession. Prayer is spiritual. But prayer is powerful. Ephesians 6.18. Then Luke 18.1. Ephesians 6, 18. The Bible says praying all... It didn't say praying when you are comfortable. It didn't say praying when the church declares a fasting. You want to drink water, pray. Water has taken some people to A and E. Just a cup of water. It went wrong. The lady told me, all I just had, sir... I was just taking the cocoa after the breakfast and the thing went in the wrong way. And I cough, I cough, I cough and I find myself just taking a cup of water. Pray over, sir, pray over anything they ask you. Tell them that is what the Bible says. You are going out, pray. You're on the road, pray. <coughs> you are in your office, pray. You are about to go for that meeting. Take over those territories and demons. Pray. Praying always, always, always. Speaking in tongues. The Bible says in Luke 81, men ought to pray and not to faint. Men ought to pray and not to cast restraint. Men ought to pray and not to give up. Ephesians 1, 19 to 23. We must be disciplined for us to overcome this spiritual battle. The Bible says, and what is this exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Go on to verse 20. Which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at his right in the heavenly places. Verse 21 and 22. Far above all demons, all devils and principalities and power." And might and dominion. That is where Jesus is seated. And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Hallelujah. And he put all things, sickness, disease, infirmities, marital issues, delay, barrenness, under. That is what the Bible says. Put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Verse 23. Which is what? Which is his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. Sir, we are not fighting to win. We, are, we have won already. Amen. We are fighting for victory. Amen. Because somebody had paid a price on the cross. By faith is what we are doing. Jesus fought that battle and he won on our behalf. And that battle in your life is over. Amen. Stand up on your feet. Your season of celebration is coming. Amen.
Your season of abundance is coming. Your season of rest is around the corner. Oh, yes, begin to decree and declare. War against, by the blood against the wicked and the evil one. Declare the war against those demons and powers that are opposing those, those business, opposing your finance by the blood of Jesus. Begin to declare war against them by the blood, by the blood, by the blood, by the blood. Come against every evil forces by the blood. Whatever that is attacking your home, attacking your children, attacking your finance and your business. Come against them by the blood in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray. Destroy the evil plan. Destroy the evil agenda. Destroy evil strategy by the name of Jesus. Every strategy, every plan of the wicked against me, every weapon of the wicked be destroyed, be destroyed. The Bible says no weapon of the wicked formed against you that shall prosper. Every tongue that rise up against you, oh God, is condemned. Begin to condemn that evil tongue. Any tongue that wants to speak evil against you, anyone that wants to converse evil against you, anyone that has brought your picture to the evil altar, command the blood to destroy them. Command the blood to scatter. The blood arise. The blood arise. Come against them. Your finance, your finance, your finance has been attacked. Attack that power that is holding for your finance. Let go my money. Let go my wealth. Ah, I command by the blood. Begin to pray against that children. That children, that child that is not doing well. Cover that child by the blood. Come against that spirit, whatever that is working against the destiny of that child. We command that spirit. We cast out that spirit. We command you, child. Name that child. You will do well. Oh, you will fulfill destiny. Pray, pray by the blood. Confess and declare that your battle is over. 